Hey, this is Annie Gauss for Silicon Valley Beat. How much are you willing to spend on a phone? That's one of the underlying questions behind, well, really any number of super high-end smartphones, but in particular, the forthcoming Hydrogen One, which is made by RED. Now, RED is a maker of very high-grade cameras for filmmakers, but lately they've been talking up this upcoming $1,200 smartphone that alleges to have a holographic display that turns 2D video into a 3D type effect with no glasses needed. In fact, there's a $1,200 version and also a $1,600 version with a titanium body. So what's this holographic thing really? Well, the tech reviewer Marquise Brownlee got his hands on a prototype, you can see it on YouTube, and he said he was pretty impressed with the feature, although it's not something that really translates well on video. In any case, with this holographic thing, gimmick or not, the main sell of the so-called red phone is that the camera is supposed to be really good and surpassed only by actual red cameras. At $1,200 though and up, that's like north of a MacBook Air refurb in terms of price point, not a small investment for anyone. But putting it in perspective, iPhones have also been creeping up into the four-figure territory, and the upcoming iPhone 8, which is coming out this fall, may reach the $1,100 range or so on the high end. That's based on an analysis of Apple's pricing models and escalation of pricing on past phones. So the iPhone 8 is expected to have features like an OLED display, some design changes such as the removal of a physical home button, a memory upgrade, and a curved glass back, among other things. It's also expected to cost more than a grand. By comparison, the iPhone 7 Plus sells for $969 at 256 gigs, so it's easy to see where this would land north of 1000 We'll learn more about both of these phones in the coming months, so stay tuned. But in the meantime, I would like to know how much are you willing to spend on a phone at this point? What is your upper limit? Let me know why in a call-in. Thanks for tuning in. This is Silicon Valley Beat. More to come. Fitbit is trying to elevate its game and compete with the Apple Watches and Android smartwatches of the world. And that is in part by launching an app, not an app store, they're not calling it an app store, but it's an app gallery of some kind in the words of Fitbit CEO James Park. And this app gallery is coming alongside a new smartwatch that Fitbit is going to be launching this fall. Now, this smartwatch is described by Park as health-focused, no surprise there, it's Fitbit, of course, with biometric data, a color display, and probably some music features, among other things. He also told The Verge that they're putting out a software development kit to make it easier for developers to build apps for Fitbit, which places it more in the category of the Apple Watch than in the tracker, fitness tracker category. Now, the emphasis on apps also sheds light on Fitbit's other business choices as of late, namely their purchase of Pebble last year for $23 million. Pebble, you might remember, got popular for a time as a crowdfunded smartwatch, one of the earlier ones, and that buy did include an SDK, which was a likely motivator for Fitbit buying the company. 
Zooming out to the bigger picture though, on the whole, wearables aren't doing as well as some people may have predicted a few years ago. According to a study by the firm eMarketer, at the end of 2016, wearable use was far less than what had been foreseen as of the previous year, falling way short of expectations. And that's surely being felt by Fitbit, and they're surely feeling the pressure to hit it out of the park this time with this smartwatch. So we'll keep an eye on this one. Thank you for tuning in. This is Silicon Valley Beat. Stay tuned. In case you needed another reason to avoid glitter at all costs, here's another one. More than 200,000 iPhone cases are being recalled after reportedly causing chemical burns. Ouch. Yes, these cases were sold through Victoria's Secret, Tory Burch on Amazon, and a couple other retailers, and they're made by a company called Mixpin Electronics. As of now, at least 24 incidents of burns or other skin issues have been reported related to these cases, and Mixpin shows the cases that are responsible on a recall website that they posted. I'll put it in the comments if you're interested. Suffice it to say, they're all very sparkly, and some are branded as Victoria's Secret or have other designs, and you can take a look if you could potentially come into contact with these terrible cases. Anyway, they all contain liquid and glitter that are floating in the case, and according to the company, the issues arise when there's breakage that comes into contact with skin. They didn't go into great detail about what it is about the glitter specifically that causes the burns, but let's just chalk this one up to further proof that glitter is basically Satan. And leave it at that. You heard it here first. That's it for tonight. Thanks for tuning in. This is Silicon Valley Beat. I'm Annie Gauss. Talk to you very soon.